welcome to the Family Business Podcast. My name is James Lee, and it's a pleasure to have you with us today. Now, before we get started, I have a little bit of good news. The Family Business Podcast is now live on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. What does this mean? Well, it means that you can download episodes of the Family Business Podcast right to your phone and listen to it on the go, whenever you want, wherever you are. So, make sure you check us out on iTunes. Search for The Family Business Podcast, and we will see you there. Moving on to today's episode, our editor Ramya El Agami speaks to a man named AK. AK is a global business strategist who has a unique expertise on digitization. And he speaks to us about how digitization is affecting businesses around the world and what you and your company can do to adapt to this trend. Enjoy. Fantastic. So, AK, let's get started with first of all, also you telling us a little bit about the company that you currently are running. So, thank you. Thank you, Ramia. Uh, I now run a company called uh, AK Now or A Now, which is uh, in the space of uh, enabling or helping organizations navigate through digital value chains. Fantastic. We're here today sitting with you for our listeners to understand more about digitalization. Can you tell us a little bit more about the factors causing that need for digitalization today in the private sector? Before we go into the need for digitalization, specifically in the private sector, let's step back and look at the macro factors that are out there. The first, interestingly, is actually the world's population and its growth through history. If you were to look at it just 100 years ago, in the 1920s, in all of human history, the world's population was 2 billion. Barely 40, 50 years ago, in the 1970s, it was 4 billion. Now, we are about 8 billion. Which means, in the past 100 years, the population of the world has gone up 4 times. Now, let's park all of the other consequences to one side. In the context of what we are facing, this means the number of transactions that are out there has increased humongously. That is the first macro factor. Now, people say, so what? Then comes the need or the ability to be able to manage those transactions. And therein comes the second uh, factor, which is what I call the power of the individual. For the first time possibly in human history, the unnamed individual has the power today to be able to initiate, impact, influence those very same transactions from their very fingertips. Let me give you an example. Social media started off as friends wanting to hang out together, virtually. It then became socio-economic, where somebody said, you know what, there's power there for us to do some business. And then it became geopolitical. Now, all of these events are being initiated, impacted, influenced by that quote-unquote nameless individual. 
So the second macro factor is the power of the individual. Not only do they have the knowledge that is there available across the world on the net, virtually at their fingertips, anywhere, anytime, they have the power today to initiate and influence those transactions. So the second macro factor is power of the individual. The third is hyper-connectedness. Everybody today is connected to almost everybody. Everybody is connected to everything. And very soon with IoT, etc., everything is going to be connected to everything. So this hyper-connectedness is the third macro factor. So all these three macro factors combined together pretty much cause most of what we see as a need for digitization or what we call moving into the digital age. Fantastic. So interesting. So what you're actually saying is that the, the whole fabric of society has changed materially in, in how we interact, how we perceive value, how we um, how how our space is divided, obviously, because there's more people, the population issue that you, you brought up. So what what does this mean for companies? So not just like adding a Instagram account or a Facebook account, uh, but actually going deep, deep into understanding where along the value chain, where along the supply chain, digital measures has to be, have to be put in place. It's uh, interesting you pointed out about having an Instagram account or being having a social media presence. More often than not, uh, the immediate reaction from a lot of companies is being digital means let's get ourselves out there, have some kind of a digital marketing presence. Let's be on Facebook. Let's be on uh, Instagram. Let us get our message out there. That's important. That's just, but that's just one part of it. To put it perhaps elementally and give it some structure, there are five areas of any business at this point in time, irrespective of which vertical sector the business operates in, that are impacted. The first is customers. How businesses interact with their customers has changed or should change or is, as we speak, changing. In the past, there were, there were specific times when businesses used to interact with customers. More and more, this interaction is 24 by 7. In the past, it used to be a particular method or channel of interaction. Now, it is multi-channel, various ways in which to connect with the customer at various points in time, what people call omni-channel. So the way any business interacts with its customer has changed. And this is not necessarily true only for those businesses that are there in the B2C space, where it is very obvious. It is also true for businesses that are there in the B2B space. The second change is the way you interact with your partners. Today, more and more, Every business is part of a much larger value chain. And therefore, in the ecosystem of partners that you have, how you interact with them and the methods that you interact with them has also changed. The third, and some uh, businesses in specific vertical sectors realize that 
their products and services have to move into the digital age. Some of the more obvious ones are, for example, the automobile industry. Car manufacturers realize they need infotainment, they need connected cars, pretty much computers on wheels uh, on the roads today. So in some cases, they are quite obvious. But in any case, all businesses will have to look at their products and services and how they need to be changed and or adapted to the digital age. The fourth is the entire order management and supply chain element of the business. The manner in which the actual transactions flow through before the revenue is gotten or even afterwards has to be looked at in the digital age. And lastly, but by no means least important, is the workforce element. The people that are going to be employed today and tomorrow, the generation that is coming up, has been brought up in the digital age. They are used to instant information. They are used to instant uh, data and consumption of volumes of data. They are used to the latest gadgets. They have been brought up from very young with these uh, with the hyperconnectedness the ability to have a workforce of that particular nature within businesses becomes very important otherwise we may end up not being retaining these workforces for very long or not getting the best talent this is interesting that you're talking about the workforces, because I think if we just zoom in on that particular aspect of it, because very often the conversation of digitalization obviously goes hand in hand with that of reducing um, manual labor, reducing manual processes, and meaning reducing the amount of people that are potentially necessary to operate the same process. So, and, and family businesses traditionally are uh, very responsible when it comes to retaining workforce, uh, obviously also in terms of trying to attract the, the next generation into their business, but mostly it's, it's a culture that is very much uh, conscious of its community and a responsibility towards its, uh, its people. So do you believe that digitalization necessarily means less, less employment, or do you feel like that's a misconception that's being, uh, that's being sort of thrown around? By and large, the perception is the minute I go digital, I will have a huge amount of workforces that will be, uh, shall we say, made redundant or uh, will lose jobs. That's not entirely true. Yes, even before digitization, when process optimization came in, when process automation came in, whatever human beings used to do has pretty much been done by computers. The abacus was replaced by calculator and so on and so forth through history. What's happening now, however, is slightly different. With digital, you need a retraining of the existing workforce to operate in the digital age. It's not so much a workforce rip. Uh, downgrading in the quantum, but more a question of enabling the workforce to do a slightly different 
use a slightly different set of skill sets, use a slightly different set of tools and follow different processes. So there's a retraining element to this. The second thing is the very nature of work that used to be done. Previously, possibly a customer representative. You had to travel to the customer uh, places, had to speak face to face. Today, they will have to react instantly, constantly, omni-channel, which means they need the ability to be able to do so, the tools and the training to be able to do so. So it is an opportunity to actually motivate the workforce whereby they broaden their skill set and make themselves more employable in the industry. So it depends on the way it is managed in a structured fashion in terms of enriching not just the businesses, but also their workforce. It's, it's a fascinating topic. Coming back to something you said a few minutes ago, just briefly, and it's a hard question, and I don't expect there to be a simple answer to this. But I think it's what's uppermost on the minds of a lot of SMEs, a lot of businesses that have lasted throughout generations in one core business, so who haven't diversified. What do you do today if you come to the realization that your business has been made redundant? Is digital still an opportunity for companies like that? Is there is there something that we can like sort of tell our listeners that there's a that there's a future even at that point in time, but maybe not in what they're used to do? I mean, do you have any sort of like reaction to this? Yes, my uh, initial uh, reaction and possibly the reality is even if a business is disrupted because of digitization, please don't look at it as a threat. Switch it around, make it an opportunity. There may be temporary reverses in either sales, revenue, top line, etc. But the first step, once you recognize that, yes, my business model has been disrupted, that becomes an opportunity to transform. If a company has been there for 100 years in a particular business segment or an area, there is a wealth of institutionalized knowledge and an asset base which cannot be gained and experience which cannot be gained overnight. It doesn't matter what the new digital techniques are that are being brought in and that are disrupting the space. Back that institutionalized asset base, knowledge base, experience base that already exists in the business and then use that as the core to be able to operate in a digital world, possibly tweaking, changing and making some hard decisions on the business model that you will operate in, leveraging all of this knowledge you already have, all of this asset base you already have. The example I gave the real estate agents are not uh, technology gurus who walked in and said, I'm going to choose the real estate business. No, they are possibly people who have been real estate agents for very, very, very many years. They used that knowledge and then decided in order to operate in a digital value chain, in the digital age, I have to change my tools. I have to change my model. I have to change the rendering mechanism, the manner in which I deal with my customers. 
I have to change the products that I give out there, the services that I give out there, all the five things that they spoke. But they stood on top of their core base of knowledge of the real estate space. So businesses should look at moving into the digital age, but possibly standing on top, not necessarily throwing the baby along with the bathwater and losing out on all of the experience and all that has brought them to where they are over the past hundred years. Perfect ending to it. It's amazing. Thank you very much for doing this podcast with us. We really appreciate your time.